What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, everyone. Kevin here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. Enjoy benefits like exclusive content, merch discounts, and behind-the-scenes looks at all things Rare Drop. Go to patreon.com slash raredrop to become a member today. And thank you so much to our current patrons who helped make this show possible. Dave the New Nerd, Neil Anderson, Jack DeVille, Philip Snyder, Jedi Chaffee, Paul Marzik, Aether Mana, Respect KS, Petey Club, Wow Dad, Justin McMahon, Stephen Purd, Matt LaRue, and all of the other patrons. Thank you so much. Hey y'all, I'm Sam, and I'm excited to be back hosting for GCX 2022. Room blocks are still available at the beautiful Rose and Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida. So book now with our discounted link and stay in the same space as the event so that the fun never has to end. Well, I mean, that really couldn't be more convenient. Go to gcxevent.com slash Rosen to learn more. Welcome to episode 52 of Star Wars and Scotch with your hosts, Tim, a.k.a. Darkness429. Hey! And me, Kevin. Hey, Kevin! Woo! I need a new nickname you do, you since do. K-Magic 101 is dead and buried. Well, oh, if we're going to do a funeral for Fat Tim, but if we're going to do a funeral for Fat Tim, we should do a funeral for K-Magic 101, too. Oh. I thought we should just wrap it all up. You know, Fat Kevin, Fat Tim, K-Magic 101... GCX. No, I'm kidding. We're having a GCX. <laughs> so, uh, little, little, little. It's blame on me. It's been a I'm while, Kevin. This, what the heck? I'm gonna suck this one up. So, my home office, where I used to stream from, is where I normally record everything. I record Star Wars and Scotch with Tim. I do any streams for Rare Drop there, and I record Old Fashioned with Mike there. The internet uh, it has in-wall wiring from when we built the house. One of the storms must have shorted it out so it doesn't work. So my wife called an electrician and they can't come until next Tuesday. But we called them two weeks ago. 
So that is why you haven't gotten any Star Wars and Scotch. Paul and and me hooked me up to record in my new office at our at our new office. So that is where I am now. We still don't have the mic 100% dialed in, but it's good enough to it, do a show. It sounds good. So we're good. So we back. I apologize personally, not Tim, me, because Tim doesn't have to, for no Star Wars and Scotch, no old fashioned um, and whatnot. But we have so much to talk about today, so and I'm so excited. But the only issue is there's trains going by and fire engines outside <laughs> the, our office. It's, it's, like, it's like we're back now. in New York. It's fine. Hey, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Tim and I did just get back from New York, we too. We were at King's Coast 4th Anniversary. Um, the trip. white honey's gone, so we can't advertise that. But all of the new labels and bags are out, so you can go to kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, none of the, the roasts have changed, Mm-mm. but they might have a new name or a new bag. That's yes. the only thing. So, uh, and Tim personally did roast your coffee last weekend. So Me? There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Oh man. Okay. So well, let's <laughs> let's start off with um, let's just let's just talk about Kotar. It, it's it's the newest thing. It's the hottest thing. It, it showcased yesterday during the PlayStation Showcase. Um, I and we've been speculating on it for a few a few episodes now. We've been talking about Kotar that comes up. Um, a lot of people have been asking questions. Um, there's a there's a lot of confusion as well. So I think it's this is a good time to just jump right into it and talk about it. So. Uh, if you guys missed it, yesterday was the PlayStation Showcase for 2021. Um, it's just PlayStation's moment to get on stage and and show off all of the new games that are coming out. Last year was a little underwhelming because of COVID, uh, but this year they definitely pulled out all the stops. And the second or third game that they showcase ends up being Knights of the Old Republic. And they have this beautiful, amazing intro of Revan. And, and that, that oh, in of itself... God. Is is us just confirming that Revan is finally physically, visually becoming a part of of canon? At least that's that's the assumption right now. There are still people that believe that this is going to be Legends, or it'll be a part of the. It'll still be considered expanding universe. It won't actually be canon. I I beg to disagree with Lucas Games being in control of this IP. They are the they are the publishing house. I don't think they would produce something like this with so much uh, with so much control of just the uh, the overall uh, beginning of the Star Wars universe. I mean, Knights of the Republic is the oldest part of of Star Wars storytelling that we can get to right now. Um, it predates everything else that we know and love. So for them to go back and do not just not a um, not just like a rehash of the game, not a uh, a remaster. Uh, not a port. This is this is a pure uh, reimagining of Kotar being the game director tweeted yesterday. Just to clarify, this is a remake. This is a not remake. a remaster. So that means that is, so that does so it's not going to be like Mass Effect where they like they take the game and like they might change a little bit here and there as far as the mechanics, but it's still pretty much a one to one representation of how it was before. This I think is we are going to we it's still going to be the Knights of the Old Republic that we know and love. But it's going to be refined. The storytelling is going to be flushed out in the way that Lucas has been storytelling lately. I mean, look at how we've seen the books for High Republic. Look at the, the, the comic book series. Look at all the Star Wars shorts. And even now that we've got um, some new shows coming out also, even just like The Mandalorian. Look how flushed out these sto- that they've, they've become when it comes to storytelling. Um, I think we're going to get a, a really, really exciting uh, 
story that is going to fall in line with with Jedi Fallen Order. Like that was like one of the best Star Wars stories I've ever experienced, you know, in in a video game, comic book story. Like just the story itself of Cal Kestis was just so exciting. And I think we're going to get that same level of excitement and just detail with Knights of the Republic. My two cents on that is this. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. I'm happy it's a remake. It's going to get the Final Fantasy VII Resident mm-hmm. Evil treatment, which is what Tim and I originally said we thought would be happening. It's being made by Aspire. Um, Aspire's Aspire. resume is not too extensive. But their Star Wars resume is impressive. They did the remaster of Republic Commando, which I have on my Switch, and it was very well done. Very well done. Uh, it plays like a modern game. It still has dated graphics, but it feels good. It was a great port. They did a good job. Uh, not a port, but a, a, a remaster. They did the remaster of Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, which I also played on Switch. Good game. And had a blast. I actually streamed that a while back. They did the Ruby game, the Rooster Teeth Ruby game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Jedi Outcast as well, which I have Another not played. Another good game. Um, uh, and then they do Civ 6 on mobile, which I know many of you, uh, that's, that's your mobile game of choice. So they have... A nice track record, yep. but they don't have a huge title. They right. don't have something mega and, and, and incredible, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think this is their first foray into it. The other comforting thing is a lot of the people that worked on the old Knights of the Old Republic are working on well, this game. Because they all left Bioware. Yeah, they- and, and I, I have this game, I've talked about it at, at, at nauseum and, and other people agree, but this game is special to a lot of people yes. and it needs to be handled with care. I know Lucasfilm is, is very, very in tune with that. Yep. I don't think this decision to bring this back was made lightly. I think this has gone through many different rounds of uh, review and figuring out the right way to do this. I think Tim is right. This is not a one-to-one remake of the original game. This is a chance to make Revan canon to make Bastila canon, to make Carthonassi canon, and do it so it fits into the story that Disney is telling. Yep. And this is the gift yep. to all the Star Wars fans that have been bitching and moaning, like, oh, Disney ruined everything. Disney. Even, even recently when, when we heard um, Tim, and we'll get into this a little bit later, when I told Tim, I said, Tim, there's a rumor going around that Christian Slater is being cast as Ren. And Tim was like, what, Ren? Ren? Like the Knights of Ren, Ren? And I'm like, yeah. And then you sit back and you go, oh, maybe that's why they didn't tell the story of them in the, in the newest trilogy. Because they want to tell the story in a different way. Yeah. Well, and this goes back to what Tim and I have been saying since episode one of this podcast. This is how the story of Star Wars is told. It's told in pieces. And when you step back 20 years later, you can look back and have a complete picture. And that's what this Knights of the Old Republic remake, in my opinion, is going to be. It's going to be the foundation of everything that came before. Yep. And they're going to put the, I wouldn't be surprised if things like the Zepho end up in this. I hope so. Um, the, I, this is where, this is where I'm super curious, the Rakata. And I, we've discussed this and we're not going to have a full on discussion, but I am very curious since the Zepho are the forerunners of the force. Are they really going to make the Rakata like the forerunners of life in the universe, which is what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and the star forge and, and, and the maps to the star forge. It's just like, if all of that can be fit into Disney's universe, I'm so happy. I I think you hit the nail on the head a few episodes ago, Kevin, when we were talking about KOTAR and how we were like, man, are they really going to do a Knights of the Republic show? Is it going to be a movie? Is it going to be a comic? Is it going to be a book? And it's like, no, I don't think it would have, it would have felt right if they would have taken Knights of the Republic, 
and they would have put the old Republic in any type of medium outside of a video game. Like it, it deserves to have the video game treatment because that's what we know. That's what we love. Um, I mean, like I remember, I can still remember the first time being on Coruscant in Kotar. Like when you, you there's there's a, just a scene where you walk out through the doors and you you walk on a sky bridge and you see all of you're thinking of a, Terrace Coruscant isn't is it Coda. Terrace you're of Terrace it's is Terrace. that what it is okay so so it I want like Coruscant I want to roll back and say the last time I played Kotar I was in the back of my parents minivan on a vacation up the East Coast there was an Xbox there was a power converter and anytime my parents went under the speed limit of like 45 miles per hour it would shut off it would actually the, the Xbox would just pull too much energy. It's a 21-year-old game. Yeah, like, it's you're really, fine, it's really old. So like, there's a lot of things I don't remember. My point being is, is like there are memories that I have. Like I remember going to the Jedi Temple and going and finding my kyber crystal in the cave. I remember oh, that, but so I don't remember. Good. I don't remember a lot of the other things. I remember the Star Forge. I remember Revan, but I don't remember a lot of other things. So I'm, I'm super excited to go back, relive this game that I played in the back of my parents' van. Um, and be able to experience that. And again, we get to learn, we get to learn a true Star Wars story. And like, that's what I'm so excited about is like, you go back and like, think about where Star Wars was 20 years ago. It was all over the place. There was no, there was no fluidity. There was no consistency. It was just like, it was just all over Wild the place. West. And people were arguing about the stupidest things. Like it just never made any sense. And so now we get a, we finally get a true picture of what the old Republic was. And then what I'm really excited to see is how do they tie this into the High Republic? How do we go from old to high? And then where is the tie-ins? Because now Disney has this amazing opportunity with Lucas, with Lucas to be able to tie in the video games into their, into their shows. The shows tie into their movies. And then you just you get this beautiful circle. And so I am just so excited to see this all just come to fruition. This is something we've been waiting for for such a long time. And even though we hated it, the groundwork was laid when they brought us to Tython and the Mandalorian, because yes. Tython is a huge planet in Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, the Old Republic, which is the MMO that preceded Knights of the Old Republic 2. Um, and now I'm seeing on the message boards and whatnot, it's like, is this going to lead into the Old Republic becoming canon stories you know, or how does that start to fit in? Because that is that is part of that shared universe with coders. So this could be kicking open a door to a lot of big things um, for for old school fans of Star Wars. One of the, one t- point I want to touch on before we move on is this. I this is I've said it so many times. This is my second favorite game of all time. My first is uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. This is my second favorite game of all time. I will go down fighting that it has the greatest plot twist in the history of video games, period. Not Star Wars, video games. The greatest plot twist. The, the, the idea of we are Revan is it, like the whole time, the and, you whole don't know time it. and you don't know it is like that's a really interesting thought. You know, you were yeah. the it's, it's 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 like the bait It's the prime. It's the it's the primeval portion of Star Wars is like you are you you get to be the hero or the or the antagonist like that's like. That's the beauty of that. When when he when he when I saw his mask yesterday and I was sitting at my desk, it was all in the office because everyone was out and Mindy was was uh, she had to leave early for an appointment. Mm-hmm. I yelped loud, audibly by oh, myself. I, I screamed and jumped off my chair. I was running back and forth in my room on stream like it was it was the silliest thing. 
And then Ben said something on, on social media that got me and it got me thinking to something last night that got me really emotional. Mm -hmm. Ben's like, I finally get to play this. I've never played it. Because if you go back and play it now, it's bad. The controls are horrendous. It's also it actually plays too. You lose interest. It, it plays better on an iPad than it does on, on a console port or because on PC. Because that's how mobile plays... games are now. Mobile games yeah. are the turn-based games that we grew up playing 20 years ago, like Final Fantasy and KOTAR. I have it on my iPad. It actually plays really well on the iPad. But Ben, you know, he, he was like, oh, maybe I'll get to it someday. He said, I finally get to experience this. And inside, I'm like, oh, my God, there are people that don't know. They don't know. But that's exciting. They don't know what this game is and what it means. Yeah. I tried to get my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 17, to play it. And she was like, Dad, the controls are terrible. I can't do this. Dad, they're, they're, the controls are rough. The graphics are hard to look at. Um, if, I have to say this before, before we switch off to the next thing. If, if the fighting mechanics are turn-based, I will be very let down. Um, if I don't they, think they if will they be. keep true to that, what I would love to see is the Final Fantasy VII remake touch, where you get to make the decision of do I play free, like do I do free fight, or do I do the the traditional turn base? I would love to be able to go back and forth through that if possible. Yeah. But it like what I really want is I want the Knights of the Old Republic story with the Jedi Fallen Order mechanics. Um, I really mm -hmm. I really liked the the like Dark Soul light touch of like you know perfect parries combos being able to like decide like going up different skill trees and whatnot like that i i think i really truly think jedi fallen order from respawn set the groundwork and just set the overall like expectations for what a star wars jedi game or even just like force user lightsabers is supposed to feel like um so i i don't know kevin like how do you feel as far as mechanics like do you do you feel like it's going to be a jedi fallen order style game or do you think they're going to kind of hold true to the original turn-based style i think they're completely copy and pasting how not the game but how final fantasy brought back final fantasy 7 because final fantasy 7 was one of my favorite games and you know me i'm mm -hmm. not like a japanese anime person right. but final fantasy 7 the original is a fantastic masterpiece of a game i played the chapter one of the new one and i actually really it's enjoyed good. it I thought it was a fun game mm -hmm. and I did not expect to enjoy it. Yeah. So my thought process is they're looking at that and saying, okay, if we do exactly what you just said, where you can have the option of this, but we're going to create a new combat system that, um, or, or take from another game, whatever it may be, you know, the, the Assassin's Creed Arkham Spider-Man combat would yeah. be the way to go oh, here. For sure. But you still need to, they, they, I have a feeling they need to lean into force abilities way more than Jedi Fallen Order did and give you diversity of force just like they did in the original because you could tap into the dark side, you could use light side powers. It was kind of a mess, but it's 21 years old, so yeah. you can't really call it a mess. It was, it was, it was a valiant attempt at innovation and it worked in its time. If you go back now, it's an absolute disaster of a mess with the stats and the way gear like you put gear on your character looks like a fool. So I have a feeling, you know, the gear system is going to be way more in depth than it was in Jedi Fallen Order. And you'll actually be able to look a certain part, uh, probably have the option to use some items cosmetically versus, you know, functionally. Uh, as well as customizing your lightsaber, which they had in the old game. Yeah, you had three parts to your lightsaber and you could change it in and out to change your stats. I have a feeling they'll do that. You'll still be able to pick your crystal like you could. But I, it, I, don't, I don't know so much as a skill tree as much as specking into certain skills. 
if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like a free more of a, a, a Skyrim freeform, like create your own type of Jedi. I, I would hope or so. Sith. I mean, like I, I'm I'm okay with having like like specific trees you could go down but to be able to like mix and match and like be like a ray i think that's the route because you know, like, that's you get what the to, original one was yeah but i mean like, i would love to the ability to actually be a gray jedi like what if i am just you can. yeah like but that's the thing is like that that's the level of customization that i really want i want to be able to like yeah for a little bit of force lightning here some force choke there they won't like take fable, that away because you know like how fable was there were certain abilities that you had to, to be x dark side for right i remember that to tap into yep but on a baseline, you could use like Force Lightning 2 at a certain level. And, you know, if you stayed in the gray in the middle. And that, I remember doing um, that. I remember it because, again, the Fable portion where like if you, you went a little evil, you got into play that. But then you could, you could kind of bring it back a little bit and phase back. And like that, that, that which, the whole idea of keeping balance was really cool. Which is why they introduced you to Jolie Bindo in right. the game when you go to Kashyyyk. Because he's, he's the Qui-Gon, the middle of the road. You know, the, the Jedi didn't agree with me and I didn't agree with them. Um, that's another thing too. I'm really curious if they're going to use the word gray like they did originally. Oh, like, oh, Jolie, he's an yeah. outcast. He's a gray Jedi. You know, that was a thing. So this, this opens up a lot of questions. Uh, I have a feeling we won't see a trailer till celebration next May mm -hmm. will be the first time we see a, a gameplay. Um, <laughs> such a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the games, they didn't give a date. So no. my guess is sometime in 2023 is when we'll see this. Oh, yeah. So it's exciting. It is. It's, you know, what, what the most exciting part is like people like Ben getting to experience it. Audrey, Kyler, Hunter. Yeah. Even Jules, like now their generation gets to play the story that literally the reason I am doing this podcast with Tim is because of that game. Mm. That is what that's what took me the next step into Star Wars. That's when I started buying the comics. That's when I started uh, getting books. And then the MMO just was like the catapult that shot me into the sky. And that's when I started deep diving into lore and legends and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So this this is going to introduce and, and bring a whole new fan base into what we loved as kids and teenagers. Yep and really speak to that and that's what excites me the most is it's going to unite two generations of star wars fans and that's just that's so exciting to me okay well i think we just like i think we covered everything we wanted to cover with kotar so well kristen slater is going to be ren we talked about that supposedly yeah, it's a rumor that's wild um and i said to tim i was like you got to read the kylo ren comic did. before we do the show so tim read it last night what are your impressions i read it a few months ago so i'm not as as on top of it is you yeah. fresh in my um, mind but so i so i i sped read through it last night um it's a it's a really interesting um character development for for kylo it helps bridge a gap between him leaving luke the idea that he killed luke um which which then like i can understand why he's so surprised by this um this quest to continue hunting Luke Skywalker after he assumed that he killed him at the temple. Um, watching, watching Kylo go through these steps of transformation from uh, a confused uh, Jedi Padawan to just this ball of hatred uh, was really interesting. It, it was also really interesting to see the connection between Snoke and Kylo because it was truly a connection between 
Kylo you, and the Emperor. Did you notice where Snoke was living? Yeah, so Snoke was actually living in the uh, a very interesting place that we came to uh, to know in the High Republic uh, books. It's the uh, I forget the, the the people that that built the it. Maxine's. The Maxine built the, a space station where we end up finding uh, some really evil Sith shit, which which makes sense as to why uh, Snoke is there. Uh, but this whole this this whole idea of the Knights of Ren, I'm still a little confused as to like who they are. They're just like this 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 group of of mercenaries. They're kind of just like these these guys that just don't care. They just they live by their rules. They live by the law of Ren. Um, so Ren is a person, but also an idea, uh, which I found to be very interesting. Um, they hold true to almost the Sith way of. Um, Kill, like he Kylo, Kylo eventually kills Ren, who is the leader of the Knights of Ren, uh, becoming the leader of the Knights of Ren. Um, and so it just seems to be like within that Sith thing is like you kill your your the, the apprentice kills the master to then become the master himself. Um, so that it was it was it was kind of weird. Like they there was four it's like four or five um, episodes, and and they're very short, a little disjointed. So I'm curious to see in the show how they flush that out. Um, I, I hope that they give Ren um, a little more context because he kind of just shows up. He's this guy that's dismorphed. Um, he's actually been burning his skin with his lightsaber. Um, yep. He's also tricky. Um, at some point, he activates a dead man switch on his lightsaber that has this massive bomb inside of it. So if he dies, he blows everybody up, which I thought was really cool. Um, Christian Slater as Ren, though, is, is very, very interesting. I, I, can, I can see why they want him there. Uh, he can definitely like pull off the really good bad guy. So, it, it, but he's also really handsome and that's how he's portrayed in the comics. He's this very handsome guy, but he's completely just morphed by his own, uh, ideologies and using the lightsaber as like, not only a tool for evil, but also like this, this idea that everyone gets behind. It reminds me a lot of, um, uh, in high Republic with the, um, uh, with Martian Rowe. He has a very like mm-hmm. Martian Rowe like presence to him of just like this, this guy that just wants, he'll do whatever he wants to get his way. So it, it was, it was cool. It was, it was interesting. I it just, I didn't feel like it gave, it, it still didn't give me enough context as to who the Knights of Ren are. Um, like why Kylo thought like Kylo and Luke end up running into the Knights of Ren. Um, and that's how Kylo learns of the Knights of Ren for the first time. But he like doesn't see them for 10 years or like five years. And then all of a sudden just like they remember him and he just shows up. So there's still a lot of flushing out in that story to tell. Apparently, it's going to be in live action. I have a feeling it's for Mandalorian. Um, that would make sense I, because so I have a feeling we're going to meet them before they meet Kylo and Luke. Oh, interesting. That would make sense because I mean, like they're out and about doing their own thing at this at this time, and they make money by doing bounties. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if we don't see so them, if we don't see sense. them in Mando, we'll see them in the Book of Boba. Could. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It could be Book of Boba. Could be Book of yeah. Boba. Could be Ahsoka. There's a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, so what's cool about you made the great point, Kevin, is that Star Wars is doing this more and more of like these characters that are just like force users that like they aren't Jedi. They aren't Sith. They're kind of just out there. They're just doing their own thing. Right. I think Lucas wants to get not George Lucas. Lucas, the company wants to get away from the idea that only Jedi and Sith can exist. And, you know, maybe there's a few in the middle. I think they're trying to make the force more of a blanket over the universe and that. There are things that we can see and not understand based on our 40, was it 43 years now of Star Wars mm-hmm. history? 
um you know this the night sisters are a great example yeah um they tap hard into the dark side but they're not necessarily bad people or sit they're not sit right straight up. They're, just, they're not sit. They're just dark force users they're dark uh was it dark mystic mystic mystics or something like yeah, that because, is what yeah because they, they definitely deal they they dealt in more of the mysticism of this of the sith culture right um, if you related it to straight because star wars is a samurai cowboy uh high fantasy right story that's what it is so if you equated it to fantasy they'd be you know like a black mage or something yeah like or the priestess uh, for for like the shoguns and stuff yeah, or or a shadow priest if you mm-hmm. play WoW, that that's a good one. Um, so I like that Disney is doing that. I know that they did that in a lot of the legends, but I like that Disney is making Force users this non. They're not committing like, oh, are you a Sith or a Jedi? Right. It's this. Well, other people can use the Force. There, there was another race. I can't remember which race it was that Disney uh, recently some race of people uh that that use the force i think they were in uh bad batch clone wars i can't remember they can use the force but they're not really it was the bird people what was that from oh oh the one that was um the one in the high republic where he's a he's not a uh he's a yes okay that's what i'm no, thinking hold of. on yeah the he, one who's driving martian he's a, he's a navigator he's a part of the navigator guild yeah they use the force to see yeah, he's a wayfinder it, it, so so that that comes from Timothy Zahn's books with Thrawn. Remember when I was telling you that in the they they in the yeah, unknown that's how regions they navigate they need, the chaos. They navigators to go through the chaos. That's who he is. He's a part of the Navigator Guild. So yeah, tapping into the Force using different means. Um, another big rumor that hit recently too is that Finn is getting his own show, um, which is great because we thought John Boyega was done. Um, I'm sure his. Uh, just completely justified um, statements about being upset with Disney uh, got conversations going, but yeah, they it gave him like, the shaft. Um, I uh, I was telling Tim at the gym this morning. I love Finn in The Force Awakens, and then the next two movies. I just think the writing completely destroys and dismantles all the momentum we had with his character. And then all of a sudden, in Rise of Skywalker, he's like. Ray, I have to tell you something in the in that pit with the snake, <laughs> and it's like, where are we going with that? Are we gonna we're gonna talk about that more? And then Finn is probably about to tell her like, I can use the force, you know. Uh, so I'm excited to see where they go with this. I'm really curious what the timeline is. Um, it could potentially be the first post Rise of Skywalker piece of content we get. Uh, mm. which would be interesting to see because I don't think they're not going to want to follow Finn around as a stormtrooper. That'll be boring. I think if you did something in the future and had him flash back to when he's a stormtrooper would be fun. Um, but, and then we, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone to fill in the blanks between the movies. So that kind of is out for me. So the only logical explanation would be post rise of Skywalker. Oh, um, or, or we get an earlier, like what it was like to be, brought up in the empire or or the the new or the that's why i think flashbacks would be fun i don't think you could flesh out an entire show with that or maybe one or two episodes i mean we don't like I, they do it, I, I don't think like he's, they do it wandavision yeah we're in episode four we went back and we retraced all of our steps sure. to tell the story uh, you know on on that because side. i would love to know like what happens with with like with finn when he's like abducted from his family or 
what was it like to be under phasma and like what like what trials and tribulations did he go through that, that put him to the point where he went through all the he went through all the brainwashing he was he was you know a part of it and then all of a sudden there was something that happens that shifts him into wanting to to leave so like i would love to see more of that yeah but i think you could do and tell both stories i'm really i'm really curious though because now we, we're gonna have a fin we're gonna have an fn2187 show but then we're also gonna have the uh the guy from rogue one um andor. we're gonna have the the cassian andor show um andor cassian andor not andor cassian andor andor yeah. um I feel like they're kind and of. Orla. I feel like they're kind of like in the same scope, right? Like they now. Andor's gonna so? be. Andor's gonna be Mission Impossible, James Bond guy. And what do you think, Finn? What do you think the Finn show is gonna be? Finn's way more. He's not suave like Andor. He's a mess, he, he, uh, yeah. which is why he's super relatable as a character because you feel like you feel like you know him. But he but he goes like, on missions that are like secretive to a certain. He just always messes them up. He just like he's goofy, right. which is why you feel, Andor doesn't do that. Andor's the methodical, the, buried Andor. I think you're gonna see the dark side of what the Republic did to. Or the, I should oh. say the rebellion did against the empire. Sure. I think that's what they're going to the talk about because of the his line in in Rogue One where he says you don't know the things we've had to do, sure, you know, to stay stay alive. I think he, I can't remember the exact line, but I think that's what they're going to show us is like the horrible things that Cassian had to do to you know get information and be a spy. Yeah, because uh, he regrets it. You can tell. Um, but I think that's what they're going to. I think Finn will be much more a lighthearted adventure but possibly maybe tortured by flashbacks of being a stormtrooper and doing terrible things there. Mm. That's my two cents. All right. I'll um, like it. The other big thing, and this is not new. This is just spurred by a, a TikTok video I saw uh, claiming that Luke is a clone. <laughs> okay, so you sent me you sent me this TikTok and it blew my mind I'm pulling it up so i can watch it again it, it blew my mind so the the whole idea is is that when luke's hand was cut off the emperor took that hand and kept it and from that hand created a clone of luke skywalker and the theory is is that clone is who we end up seeing in episodes 7 8 and 9 Supporting evidence. Can't, this happens in, in Legends. Right. Luke is cloned at Mount Tantus, which is a cloning facility for the Empire. Which is the same mountain that we Bingo. see at the end of Bad Batch to Season the 1. Someone showed me the comic book picture of it and then showed me the clone or showed the, the Bad Batch one and it's like it's the same thing. It's the same spot. So, I think Mount Tantus now, the more I'm reading, is actually the key to so much going on in Star Wars. It's not even funny. Uh, I think it's the key to Grogu. I think it's the key to Snoke. I think it's the key to why the Emperor, like, has struggled to find a body and can't stay alive, but is basically on, you know, machine life support. And possibly Luke is a clone. Well that would be the most kick in the dick to so many new Star Wars fans who just wouldn't be able to like comprehend, comprehend that. It, yeah. Yeah. So all the old fans would be like, we, we knew this already, you know? So here's, here's the other thing that we have to take into consideration when Ray gets Luke's lightsaber, 
from Mob in the bottom of the bar. Mm-hmm. She said that when she, when she was like, where did you get this from? She's like, that's a story for another day. We have still yet to get that story as to how she found the lightsaber that was held in Luke's hand when his hand was cut off and fell to the bottom of, uh, of Bespin. So, or, so I, there, there are so many things left to tell, and that's why this makes so much sense, because this is the twist that could tie episode seven into, into that. Um, this whole like, idea of like Luke's hand was, was what the Emperor wanted in order to make a, uh, a Skywalker body that he could inhabit. So, hold on, I'm collecting my thoughts. With Luke, you have to remember this in canon. Because um, I know some people might be confused now. I believe, don't get me wrong, I believe it happens after Return of the Jedi where he faces off. Because he faces off against this clone at one mm-hmm. point. Which is so cool. And I believe it happens after Return of the Jedi. So it's extended EU post what we see live. So it has nothing to do really with the general story. This version would have massive implications, if true, for the sequel trilogy. Uh, I'm curious, though, because this Luke, the Luke that's in episode 7, 8, 9, very much so functions as the Luke, the person that you come to understand is struggling with everything that he was brought to believe by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, he's having a really, really hard time. He learns, he, he ends up going down the same path that we've seen countless Jedis go down where they recognize the Jedi order is flawed. Um, right. It's, it's got its problems and the teachings um, need to be revisited and, and, and rewritten. And so that's, that's the only part that I'm struggling with is that this person really like Mark Hamill truly did bring back Luke Skywalker uh, as if he was like, you know, we, we ended in episode six and we picked it right back up and he just aged. And so that's why that's why I'm having a hard time comprehending this part is, well, if he's a clone, how is it that he like at what point do like the memories and everything like how did how did he get all those memories? How did he get all those feelings and emotions? Because the clones, as they operate now in Clone Wars, like within the mechanics that we understand, they don't have any of Django's memories. They are all clean slates. They 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 begin their life as a as a soldier, and so right. I'm really curious is like how does memory transfer work? Like how does how do all these things come to be? So I'm very curious with that. If true, the secrets lie inside of Mount Tantus. I'm I mean, like I I, I, I the like their leaning bat- into this. Maybe the Bad Batch is the the key. Maybe that's they're the ones. And maybe Grogu was was the was the key to creating the clone. Maybe that's what they needed. I, they needed his I, M count. I don't know. I still think that, and I know you hate this theory. I still think they're trying to get midichlorians or whatever, or at least the blood of Grogu to get to the next phase of helping the emperor rematerialize. Yeah. I do think that I was still, I was very rigid to the idea. I felt like it was a big cop out of just be like, Oh yeah, the, the, the Kaminoans are the ones who did it. But like the more and more we get into the Kaminoans no longer being on Camino and they've moved, they've been physically removed from their homes to come make the, the empire, these new clones of whatever. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's just, it's kind of just, it, 
I don't want to be resistant to it anymore because it's going to happen regardless. So I just have to kind of accept it. Yeah. Uh, and they're fleshing out the clone story. So yeah. in totality, it might be better than what you were originally thinking. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that was heavy Could change a lot. It, that's a very heavy subject. And I, 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 I think we could spend an entire episode just talking about a clone Luke and like what that would look like. So, so, so if you guys are listening right now, please, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, jump in the rare drop discord. Uh, we got a star Wars channel for you guys to come hang out and talk with us. So if you like, I would love to hear you guys. I would love to hear your thoughts, uh, on the idea of what a, a clone Luke would even like, what would that mean for the star Wars universe? So please let us know. So yeah, talking talk when we, when we recorded the last episode, we were like, Oh, we're going to do the high Republic comics. Like once again, we're sorry. We're putting those on the shelf because and Tim is almost done with the book. So we're going to make time for the book, the comics, the IDW comics. I just got an IDW account so Tim and I could, could read those. I started reading them. They're awesome. Yoda's in them. So that's fun. Um, but Visions comes out next week. So for the next, I believe it's, uh, let me see how many episodes there are. Six, do, 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 six do, 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 or do. seven. I think it's eight. Star Wars Visions. Anyway, with Visions coming out, Tim and I are going to focus on Visions for the next few weeks. If you don't know what Visions is, it's a new Disney Plus show. It's non-canon. Uh, it is anthology. So if you if you ever seen um, what's the Matrix one they did? Uh, yes, and they did one for Batman too. Uh, basically, Matrix they Revolution? get a bunch of Resurrect Matrix Ma- Revolution. I think Resurrections. Is a new Revolutions. One. Revolutions. I think yep, you're right. I am correct. Uh, they did one for Batman too. So they get like six, seven, eight um animation teams and writers they put them together and they make an anthology series that exists within the universe so each episode is a different animation team so it's a different style uh different writers they have nothing to do with each other they're just fun stories written by people for this so star wars has done this with visions uh it'll be on disney plus uh real quick before people get really pissed off it's called animatrix Animatrix Revolution yeah. came out at the exact same time. That's why I was just like, oh, it was Revolution. Yeah, 2003, we saw Animatrix and Revolution. Also, I lied. We have one more week, so we can talk about High Republic next week, the 22nd. I thought it was the 15th that it came well, out. Well, I mean, Kevin, I think we're going to have a lot of things to talk about in our next episode, though. Why? I mean, we have a special guest coming. Do we? <laughs> I was oh, getting I, my second. eyes got really wide for those that are wondering. Um, I, I, I like almost just like took my pants off when Kevin told me about this I person was, that's coming on. I thought we were recording two episodes next week because Visions was coming out on the 15th, but it comes out the 22nd. So this actually fits our timeline way more perfectly. Uh, so the 22nd will be Visions. The High Republic still on the shelf next week. Tim and I will be recording, so the episode should be released on Friday of next week with Mark Thompson. Uh, Mark Thompson is the voice of Star Wars in the audiobook world. Um, If I get a book of Star Wars that isn't read by Mark Thompson, I can't get through it. it. I've tried twice, and it's really rough. Mark makes the characters come to life. He's a phenomenal voice actor, and Tim and I have the privilege to sit down with him for about an hour and chit chat about his love of Star Wars because he's a huge fan on top of getting to do the audiobooks. And uh, his journey through voice acting and whatnot. So Tim and I are recording that next week with Mark. It'll be out on Friday the 17th. 
Uh, and then the following week, we'll start jumping into the first episode of Visions. Uh, and then after Visions is over, we'll get to High Republic. And then High Republic should coast us with all of the comics that we have to read. All of the, There's another book coming out. The Lorna D book comes out soon. Um, should coast us right into Book of Boba. Like we should just sail through High Republic into Book of Boba. So that's where we're at. And then hopefully Book of Boba leads and sails us right into Mandalorian. But we're still waiting on that. See what happens. Um, supposedly, uh, I sent, uh, and this is a rumor again, and we've heard rumors like this before. It might not be true, but supposedly Favreau and Lucasfilm are having creative differences on Mandalorian. No, it's not Lucasfilm. It is George Lucas. George Lucas. Sorry. George Lucas yes. and John Favreau are, are having issues. And this, this doesn't surprise me because these reports came out during the filming of the second season that there Where was, there. there was confliction because Lucas was on set. And I understand why. They want George there. They're using him as as a as a another set of eyes to make sure that it all fits within his vision of Star Wars. But keep in mind, his vision of Star Wars has changed so much from when yeah. he first set out to develop a what a universe looks like in a galaxy far, far away. Um, so I, I'm I'm a little concerned that they continue to bring him in as a consultant for the show. Um, I think John Favreau and um, I'm totally drawing a blank. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave Filoni. Wow, that was really hard. Uh, Chris, I, th- I think those two <laughs> together have done. They, they're they're massive Star Wars fans. Um, I I trust um, Filoni with like with with Star Wars like as a whole. Like he is he has proven to me with Clone Wars, with Rebels, with Mando, with Ahsoka. Um, time and time again, he has proven to me that like Star Wars is in a really good place and, and he, he's treating it with, with love and respect. When you hear him talk about Star Wars, he has nothing but just like reverence for it. And he appreciates like Lucas as a teacher. Like, honestly, Lucas gave him all the knowledge. Like if you go to, if like Lucas directly taught, uh, Filoni everything about Star Wars. And so like, that's it. And so like, that's why I'm so concerned that they bring him in. And then you get these reports of like, oh, he's not happy. And it's like, well, of course he's not happy. This isn't the thing he created in the seventies. Like this is something new and, and it's, it's evolved. So I'm a little frustrated with that because I don't want him to mess it up. I hope George doesn't have enough power to mess it up anymore since he got billions of dollars to, to walk away. Yeah. I don't mind him being on set, but like it's, it's, you you signed away your baby. Yeah, watching watching the behind the scenes of like when when they brought Lucas onto this the set of the Mandalorian for the first time, like he was like he was like wow, this is cool. Like he was like you could tell he was excited, uh, but just knowing that he's throwing you know tan- we've and we've seen it before. Like he throws tantrums about where Star Wars is. Like he wasn't happy with the, the newest trilogy, and he just like. I was like, but I had all these ideas and they didn't listen to me. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, they didn't listen to you because you're not in charge anymore. So it's a little frustrating. And the only other thing we have to get done in the next few weeks is we do have to cover um, the second episode of Gallery Season 2, which is the Luke Skywalker episode. Yes. So that's what we have on the table. Uh, again, I apologize for not being able to record the last few weeks, but it was a little out of my control. 
But we're here. We're set up in the office now, so we're good to go. Tim has to go stream, so we are going to hop off. Thank you so much for checking out Star Wars and Scotch episode 52. You can check out Tim at fb.gg slash darkness429, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. You can go hang out with him. Uh, he's very excited about the slew of games that were announced yesterday. Oh, we were sorry, talking about Jim. Mar- uh, Guardians is probably the one that they showed yesterday, the soonest that you're going to play. Right what, end September of 21st, I think. It's like two weeks is away. Is it that soon? Yeah, it's like two weeks away. It's like right around the corner. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I'm so excited. Yep. Okay, so you can go watch Tim play Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm so pumped, dude. Uh, and um, you can check everything I do out at raredrop.co. If you want to follow me, it's kmagic101 on Instagram, KevinXVision on Twitter. But you all have a fantastic week and weekend, and we'll be back next week with Mark Thompson, the voice of Star Wars audiobooks, to talk all things voice acting in Star Wars. But as always, Tim. And the Force be with you. And also with you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.